Welcome, Christian Israel. Pastor Eli James here. Today is April 17th, 2022. You're listening to the voice of Christian Israel. Have not been able to get in touch with Pastor Martins. I left him a couple messages already. And we know that uh, the internet is uh, iffy in South Africa. Uh, but the uh, the series that we've been doing uh, probably goes back to 2013, if not earlier, that uh, Pastor Martins and I have been talking about the development of uh, you know, multiculturalism in South Africa and the absolute disaster that it is today. And uh, again, we have uh, proof that whatever happens in South Africa ultimately comes to America. And of course, they had their black rule under Mandela, and we had our Obama. And the only difference is the uh, African National Congress, which is a communist organization, hasn't taken over America yet, although Black, black Lives Matter uh, is is attempting to do so. But uh, people are beginning to wake up. I think the uh, experience of South Africa, of white South Africa, has uh, really uh, gotten to the minds of white Americans, especially those who are racially aware and politically aware and aware of communism, that we can't allow this to come to America. And the, But the major difference between the two countries is that South Africa has always been majority black, with the whites being outnumbered by something like 20 to 3, if I recall correctly whereas uh, white people are still a majority here in America. But if the Rothschilds had their way and George Soros and other, the Israeli firsters had their way, we white people will become a minority soon. But we know that's not going to happen. It's too big uh, an enterprise for them to pull off. They have not been able to get rid of the Second Amendment. And uh, um, so the patriots, whether they're identity patriots or not, they're not going to succumb to having their guns taken away. However, we know, and there's more and more evidence accruing, that the next phase of the lockdown, the Great Reset, is going to be the total collapse of the economy with their digital currency taking the place of cash. But even there, cash will never go totally out of style because cash, there's always, whenever a dictatorship takes over, such as a communist dictatorship, there's always a black market. And the black market is often run by the very communists who are trying to oppress the people, right? Because they're all crooks. And the crooks at the top need crooks underneath to make the system work. And those crooks at the bottom, they're all skimming uh, skimming off the top of whatever income is coming in. So that's uh, communism has never worked for that reason. And that's why the Jew world order will not succeed. And it's going to uh, ultimately fall apart. And the reason it's lasted this long is because the international Jewish conspiracy has been using the American military to enforce its will on the planet. But even that's going to collapse because they're wearing out the saints, uh, the prophecy in the book of Daniel that uh, this beast, this Antichrist, this Jew world order, this mystery Babylon is going to wear out the saints and they're going to try to wear out, but they're not going to overcome us. And uh, we're, we're going to resist to the bitter end. And uh, as we said in this morning's show, that the... Uh, the tares will be taken, gathered and burnt, gathered, bundled and burnt, and the remnant of true Israel will be alive to witness that event. So praise be to Yahweh, we are going to, we of the remnant, the covenant of people of Israel, we are going to witness that with our own eyes, with our own two eyes, folks. That's going to be a glorious event, watching Mystery Babylon burn. So today I'm going to go back into the Willie Martin uh, document concerning uh, Senator Van Rensburg. And uh, I'm going to be starting in chapter 21 and scroll down to the heading, uh, an, anom- uh, an ominous prophecy. So right about, oh, it's about, uh, let's see, just past half the document. We maybe have two or three shows left on this topic. Uh, 
and it's from Israelect.com and Willie Martin. Uh, the Israelect.com uh, website has a huge section of Willie Martin's writings. It's really a tremendous website. So you can go there for two-seed line theology, lots of two-seed line theology. However, the I know the person who owns this and runs this website. He is a Paul basher, so there's very little uh, good stuff about Paul on this website. The rest of it is really great two-seed line identity. Okay, So I'm going to be reading from the section, the subsection of chapter 21 entitled An Ominous Prophecy. In the last years before his death, the old Boer prophet, and that's talking about Senior Van Rensburg, was often visited by people from far and wide who wanted to know, quote, what lies in the future? Will it become worse for our nation or is there hope for a free, independent state? Then Van Rensburg would sit staring in front of him and eventually reply cryptically, quote, one day the nation will take matters into its own hands and those who refuse to get out will be trampled to death. A great silence will prevail just before the storm breaks, which will be violent, but of short duration. A bucket filled with blood will topple over and our flag will be dipped in it, after which this bloody flag will be hoisted over a free nation. Unquote. Now, he had already prophesied black rule coming to South Africa. So this is after that. And we see, of course, South Africa, the vast majority of whites in South Africa have been laying prostate under the dictatorship of the ANC, uh, which was created by the international Jew, uh, primarily uh, the Jewish influence in creating the ANC was Joe Slovo, and he's the one who installed Nelson Mandela over the free white South African nation, which up until Mandela was relatively free, the whites in South Africa you know, had a, a fairly prosperous lifestyle. But uh, as Pastor Martins has been explaining to us, the various Cape Dutch Afrikaners who are actually descended from the Edomites and not from the Israelites have been the true backstabbing force of the Boer people and have committed treachery after treachery against the Boer people. And I've been encouraging Pastor Martins to write a book about this, okay? Because it needs to be written down. The revelations that he has shared with us on this show, The Voice of Christian Israel, are just simply amazing. The record of treachery by the Cape Dutch Afrikaners and their Jewish sponsors at the Bank of England and other places around the world and, uh, of course, the, their takeover of the diamond mines, the gold mining industry, the the, uh, the various industries of uh, the, the, the tremendous mineral wealth that South Africa has, including uranium. That has all been taken over by Jews, and now it's being run by blacks, and they're driving it right into the ground. So it's only a question of time. Well, when this whole system collapses. Well, the, I think the interesting thing is when the Rothschilds decide to collapse the international economy, then many nations will collapse as well, especially the more corrupt ones. And uh, so my question is, because the one prophecy I'm aware of that seemed to be really far-fetched by Van Rensburg was that ultimately Germany would come to the defense or uh, do an action, get involved in a war that would overthrow Mystery Babylon. Now, that would be awesome, and uh, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Like I said, of all the prophecies that he made, this one is the most seemingly far-fetched, but you never know. (laughs) You never know what's going to happen. We'll see. All right, so getting back to this prophecy here. So uh, I'll repeat here. A bucket filled with blood will topple over and our flag will be dipped in it, after which this blood flag will be hoisted over a free nation. This is truly an ominous prophecy. For those who do not share the Boer struggle for freedom, these words spell out serious problems. For the Boer, it means the unavoidable bloodbath to gain that freedom which has always eluded him. But Van Rensburg said that the nation must first bend its knee... Before God, well, it's bent its knee before the black rule of the ANC and the international Jew. 
and will be willing to walk every inch of that road. So they've got to humble themselves before Yahweh and commit to obeying his laws. He also warned them that the road was going to be very tough because, quote, before we get our own Boer Republic, a bitter struggle awaits us. During the 1914 rebellion, we, the Boers, who would not associate themselves with the government policy, which was to go to war against Germany, had to go through a sieve. All right, so a sieve only has a bunch of small holes, so only a few Borg survive. This time we will go through a furnace. At that time, again, uh, talking about the prophecy we uh, discussed this morning, well, the, pro- the prophecy of the wheat and the tares. The tares will be bundled and burned, but any Israelite who makes common cause with the international Jew will be considered a tear. And Israelites will be bundled and burned along with the tares if they don't wake up. Continuing here, at that time I told you I see darkness ahead because when I sat on my horse, I could not see its mane, but in the difficult time ahead, it will be so dark that I cannot see my hand before my eyes. We're talking about the Great Tribulation here, folks. We're in it. The Great Reset. The Rothschilds are calling it the Great Reset. We've had so many people die from the so-called vaccines, the death, the death jab the Gates death jab, and the phony wars that they have staged. Now, they may, I've always said, the last the last ace they hold in their hand is global war. And uh, it looks like they're staging this war in Ukraine just for a trial run to see what they can get accomplished. But it's not going to be a nuclear war because Russia and Iran and other countries who are not part of the Rothschild coalition have defensive weapons that can uh, jam the communications of any satellite and any nuclear attack will, will be thwarted by thereby. There's not going to be a nuclear war. I've been saying this for years. There might be a, 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 a suitcase bomb snuck in here or there, but as far as satellites and rockets, that have sophisticated, you know, guidance systems. Forget it. They're just they're not going to be inoperative. In fact, I know the Russians have the capability of uh, igniting those fuses prematurely, right? So it's not going to happen. It's going to be a conventional warfare, and or the Gates jab. They're going to use this phony medical crisis to murder as many people as possible. And this is the strategy that they have employed, along with the Great Reset and the uh, shutdown of the economy and starvation, because that's coming too, folks. It is going to be very ominous. But we know that this is going to start in the cities. There's absolutely no doubt that this is going to start in the cities. In fact, the American military, so-called the Jew-controlled American military, has already issued a warning that the cities are in in for big trouble. And if you live in a city, a big city, uh, take care. Take care. Make sure you have a refuge, a place of refuge outside the big city. So, uh, obviously, New York, Chicago, L.A., Houston, Dallas, those kinds of cities are going to be A number one targets. It's not going to be nuclear. They don't need nuclear, and they don't want to destroy the kingdom that they want to inherit. They will if they have to, but that's, it's not going to happen that way. But what's, who's in those cities? Who's left in those cities? But white liberals, scalawags, <laughs> scalawags, uh, Jews, blacks, Latinos. You remember the book of Revelation says that those... Uh, that flood of immigrants spewed out by the Antichrist in Revelation chapter 12, verses 15 to 18, they will be buried here. That's the prophecy. They will die here. And we will watch them die. So let's continue with this amazing prophecy here. Pigs. (laughs) Pigs in Johannesburg. Now, Van Rensburg 
had already equated the Jews with pigs, and even I think the uh, Cape Dutch Afrikaners have been uh, you know, revealed as pigs in his prophecies. So you know, th- that's what he's referring to, pigs in Johannesburg. Van Rensburg warned that large-scale reform, revolution, and chaos would break out here at the same time the Soviet Union began to crumble. It has happened exactly as he had predicted. One day he asked his eldest son, Callie, to write down the following vision. Quote, I see a pig, the Moranos. The Christians of Spain referred to these Jews as pigs. That's what the word Morano means. I see a pig hanging on a hook in England. Ooh, could that be Rothschild? It disappears from there and reappears in Johannesburg. Oh, okay, well, yeah, probably one of Rothschild's agents. After which sausage was made from it. (laughs) Oh, man. The sausage is draped over the chairs in Parliament in Cape Town, and I ate some of it. The seer represents the Boer Nation. The sausage hanging in Johannesburg is confiscated by legislation and it indicates that it is a justified case. We do not rob or steal. We only take back what we have received from the Lord through blood and sacrifice, the seer said. Then he interpreted the vision more fully. Quote, the pigs, capitalists, or we should call them Judeo-capitalists and uh, you know, probably the secret societies, the black, how did the uh, our founding fathers, uh, the black royalty, they had a different term for it. But anyway, they're always led by bankers. In Johannesburg, will, in cooperation with the enemies of the Boers overseas, confiscate his property, the sausage. But it will be of no use to them, for the Boers will regain power with help from God, the sausage draped over the chairs in Parliament, so, what, they have made mincemeat out of us, out of the Boer people, and all that's left is sausage? But even this remnant, maybe this sausage, represents the, the, the remnant. At the same time, the, the mines and minerals will become state property, and all the old Republican farms will fall back to and are distributed among my people. Now, this is really an amazing prophecy. Because it doesn't look good for South Africa right now. doesn't look good for the Boer people. But this is what the nature of the prophecy. So let's continue. Annexations. As far back as the Boer nation can remember, everything he worked for, everything he discovered, and everything he built up was confiscated by others. The after-effects are still running strongly through our modern history. It is a well-known fact that white South Africans are the poorest Westerners, despite the fact that we have a wide variety of natural resources and mineral riches. When going back to that first annexation and going through history step by step, one begins to realize just how much have been taken from them. The gold fields are not controlled by them today, but by a Jewish financial giant Anglo-American the English and the Americans. But according, yeah, the the Jews of England and America. But according to the seers' interpretations of the vision, it does not seem if there will be an end to foreign interference of many years and reckless usurping of land and minerals rights by foreign robber gangs. He also says the Afrikaner who rises up from the dust of this time will not crawl before the enemy, hat in hand again, as he did 90 years ago at Ferengen nationalization will take place, but not by the ANC or communists, as most South Africans fear. Well, actually, now, let me read this again. But according to the seer's interpretation of the vision, it does seem if there will be an end to foreign interference. But he also says the Afrikaner who rises up from the dust this time will not crawl before the enemy, hat in hand again, as he did 90 years ago, But according to Pastor Martins, the Afrikaners have always been the real traitors against the Boer people. This may be a reference to Revelation 3.9, where it says the Jews 
who are the synagogue of Satan, those who say they are Judah and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan, will worship at your feet. Your feet being the Israel's feet, true Israel's feet. So there is coming a time where organized Jewry will admit that we, true Israel, are Israel and they are imposters, but that doesn't mean they will repent of their sins. Uh, coming out hat in hand uh, towards us, not toward the ruling elite of Jewish banksters. Okay, let's continue. Nationalization will take place, but not by the ANC or communists, as most South Africans fear. They will initiate it. But if Um, as his uncle, Klasi, is correct, there will be a sudden change, and the Boers will be sitting on top. Wow. I mean... I hope so. Diamond, gold, copper, silver, and tin mines, everything will be nationalized. The foreign parasites will be driven out of the country, or they will leave of their own accord. They will be dispossessed, and all their fixed properties, such as farms, houses, and land, will fall back to the Boer nation, as it should have been right from the beginning. This is amazing stuff. On one occasion, Um Klasi openly named these robber groups, uh, robber gangs who had taken everything for themselves in South Africa, the British money barons, or pigs, as he called them. In a letter to Mr. H.J. Dreyer of Senegal, he wrote, quote, The disappearance of the speckled beast in Europe, the seeming crumbling of communism, which was, I think it was red and white, red being communism, and uh, uh, and white traders, perhaps, followed by the earth going black. Here is a sign that the time is coming, the time of the great reform and revolution. Yeah, this has to be the judgment day when the, our enemies are destroyed and we will watch them burn. So let's continue. This is uh, <laughs> this is good stuff, man. I'm, I can't wait for these events to happen. Even in this modern time, South Africa is fairly isolated and far from the European continent. Thus, it remains an expensive exercise to come and wage war here. So, when the Rothschilds finally decide that they have to make war against white people everywhere, and this is physical armed warfare as opposed to the deceit by killing us with their injections and with starvation and with shortages, etc., when they realize that that doesn't work, then they will have to engage in military warfare, which is an even more expensive proposition. And as their funny money becomes less and less worth anything, and their replacement, the electronic money, is, you know, they're expecting their electronic money to be worth something. But I don't think that's going to happen because people are already withdrawing here in America and Canada are already withdrawing their funds from the big bank, big banks. And the only thing that their funny money will buy is the loyalty of those traders closest to them. Right? And we may have something in mind for the, the traders that we can find when this last battle called Armageddon takes full shape, all right, which it will, okay? Uh, It's the wrath of the awakened Saxon. It's coming, folks. It's almost here. The wrath of the awakened Saxon. So so this would be very interesting, yeah, because what the Rothschilds are doing in Ukraine, and I think Russia is being played, there's a, Putin really can't make war against, you know, who can make war against the beast? That's exactly what the Bible says. Who can make war against it? You take your risks. And uh, there, there's no gain. Russia can gain nothing from a an aggressive war. But I'm convinced that the Rothschilds have forced Putin's hand to attack Ukraine because why? What's their goal? What's the goal of the Rothschilds? Is to exterminate as many white people as possible. That's what their goal is. That's the goal of Bill Gates, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, all of these you know totally evil groups 
and uh, eugenics, genocide. Eugenocide is the name of their game. And the people who are just gullible and believe all the lies coming from mass media are the real target. And where is all this happening? It's happening in the white countries. They're not concerned about the populations of, you know, although the Chinese are doing the, in their own population, but they have an overpopulation problem that's far worse than any other country. So they can afford to get rid of their own. They, they can afford to call their own country. But even the housing boom in China is such that the, the big housing project they have built, the, those, those high-rises don't even have any plumbing. So they were never intended for people to live in them. So this global genocide with uh, primarily white people and a lot of Chinamen is uh, going on full tilt right now. Full tilt right now. So our purpose here is to warn white people that it's happening already. The tribulation is here. You're not going to be raptured. And stop listening to those pulpit bastards who are teaching you that you will be raptured. They are your enemy, just as the church in South Africa, the Dutch Reformed Church, is just another one of these Jew-controlled churches leading the white people of this world astray. That is what's going on. Pastor Martins knows it full well. But uh, unfortunately, the Judeo churches have all of these traitors. They're all run by traitors. And there's nothing that anybody who goes to one of these Judeo churches can possibly learn from them. It's it's sheer deception. Uh, starting with the Roman Catholic Church, which did nothing but deceive Christians in the early days. They're just it's just another version of Pharisaism, and uh, you know the traditions of men substituted for the teachings of the Bible. Okay, so let's continue here. All right, because uh, it mentions here, let me just uh, start this paragraph over. Even in these modern times, South Africa is fairly isolated and far from the European continent. Thus, it remains an expensive exercise to come and wage war here. And these circumstances could also be the main reasons why South Africa will not immediately be involved in any world conflict. Yeah, the Rothschilds will have to take their resources and uh, start fighting the war against the white race in Europe and America. And, yeah, and that's what they've been doing. Australia, Canada, New Zealand, they're focusing their attention now. As we said, what, what starts in South Africa is coming to the rest of the white world, the rest of the world of Israel, true Israel, across the planet. And so we're seeing this happening right now. And even there, a lot of the medicos who were on board at the beginning are turning against the system. And if they get rid of all the qualified medicos, the doctors and nurses who are beginning to smell a rat, then they're going to have unqualified people running these hospitals. It's going to get very much difficult. It's a race against time. This is why they had to get this thing done quickly, and it's not happening quickly. They're nowhere near exterminating 7 billion people, and it's not going to happen. But at the Judgment Day, (laughs) when Yahshua returns to take vengeance upon the Jews and their allies, even those allies within our race, then you'll see some bloodshed. That's when, uh, because when he returns, his vesture will be dipped in blood and judgment begins in the house of Israel. That's what we're seeing happening today. Judgment is beginning in the house of Israel and all of those, what Jack Moore referred to as arrogant Judeo-Christians who falsely believe that they can get away with disobeying Yahweh's laws and be get entrance into heaven based on mere belief. That ain't happening. Those people are deluding themselves and they're also very arrogant in, in their belief, okay? Because they completely overlook all the prophecies, uh, the doom and gloom prophecies against the ones who don't obey his laws, okay? So we can see. This is coming, and there's no doubt about it, and there's nothing they can do about it.
So let's let's uh, continue here. So it's the main reasons why South Africa will not immediately be involved in world conflict because during that time, the whites in South Africa will have their own problems. Yeah, I think every white nation is just going to have to hunker down and fight the enemy where they're at. There's no place left to run to. The migrations are over. Being trampled on and dominated by blacks and Indians in every walk of life, large-scale violence, unemployment, and poverty. Yeah, white people are experiencing this right now all over the world. And the only exception really are those rich whites who have uh, sided with the enemy. During wars against black tribes in the distant past, the whites had a right to defend themselves. But today they are compelled by the church and communist authorities to passively sit, looking on while being stripped of everything that is precious and sacred to them, own flag, language, culture, education, and religion. That is happening to white people everywhere. It has just gone to the greatest extremes in South Africa. The Black Horse, 28th January, 1926. I see a fat black horse and then a dirty yellow one. The Black Horse spells trouble with the kafir. And that's uh, uh, the equivalent of the word nigger in English, the blacks. The dirty yellow one spells trouble with the coolies. Okay, so there's a black horse and a yellow horse. And uh, guess what? China. China has invaded South Africa too. A gun appears out of India and is so close to me that I am looking down the barrel, indicating a lot of trouble with the coolies during these dark times. Yeah, China has taken over vast territories in South Africa. They have taken over vast territories in America. Bill Gates, one of the black people, black horse people, and China are endeavoring to take over America. But America is such a much bigger country and with much more people able to resist that it's going to be a, a much more difficult endeavor here in America. So these are indeed dark times. The seer also told Boy Musman that for us who know the loyal Afrikaners, the trouble with the kafir will not be quite as bad as was the case with whites in our neighboring states. He then told him about the red flag coming out of the north and that the earth there will be overturned with the plow. Wow. Gazaria? <laughs> At first, communism will have its greatest influence in our northern neighboring countries. The earth is overturned with the plow. It was the case when the Belgian Congo gained independence at the time, followed by a terrifying period of bloodshed and chaos. And now all that bloodshed and chaos in Africa was caused by the United Nations, folks. The United Nations is a communist organization. The red flag. Communism was but the forerunner of the present New World Order. In each and every one of us, there is a peace of God, they said. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. the uh, fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man. You know, this is the Freemasonic ritual, the Freemasonic slogan. They said, which is why all differences must disappear, and we must aspire towards one person, one vote, one world government, and particularly one world religion. For this is the only way in which we can achieve a lasting world peace and utopia. According to Alan Bosak, Pretoria will be the capital of this new paradise. Alan Bosak was a pastor of the Mission Reformed Church of Africa until he became involved in left-wing politics and was co-founder of the United Democratic Front Movement, a cover-up for the then-banned ANC. At the moment, he is on trial on charges of fraud and theft, having skimmed off large amounts of money donated by Dan Church. Well, here again, here's a perfect example of what's going to happen when and if the, the dirty rat bankers and politicians actually gain full power. Their underlings will subvert whatever they have done because they're all crooks and there's no, <laughs> there's no honesty among thieves, right? And the black market that uh, their underlings will achieve will actually undermine the Rothschild power. Okay? And especially the 
whatever money system they come up with is going to fail. It is going to fail. And so their hope is that the digital currency will replace the Federal Reserve note, which is spending itself out of existence and is not going to survive what's happening. It's not going to survive. So will their digital currency survive? Not when people are taking their money out of their the banks that they own. Okay? This is what forced Justin Trudeau to end the mandate in Canada because Canadians were taking their money out of Canadian banks and putting their money into American banks. That's what forced Justin Trudeau's hand. Mass media will never tell you that. Okay, so Jean Raspail. Okay, hold on. I, I lost my place here. I'm trying to scroll down. Okay, so, all right, so the red flag. Van Rensburg not only predicted the fall of communism in Russia, but also added that it would continue to exist here in Africa, causing unprecedented violence in our country. And indeed, that is exactly what has taken place, because the ANC is nothing but communism. A red flag comes out of the north, and the earth is plowed under. But I see a second red flag emerging. It will be resurrected. Then I saw teams of black oxen, kafir, being yoked up. They are organizing, and they look straight in our direction. They are preparing to start trouble. The grass catches a light, violence breaks out, and the fire comes in our direction. Indeed. Have any South Africans been raptured? We hear and read, quote, Communism is dead almost on a daily basis, but Rand Rensburg asked, where is its grave? Because he saw how it was gaining new momentum in Southern Africa. Peter Hammond of the Frontline Fellowship confirmed this in his 1992 report on events in Eastern Europe. Now, of course, Peter Hammond is on frequently with Andy Karen Hitchcock. He's a frequent guest there, so he's still with us, and he's a survivor of all these things. According to him, communism is all but dead, for he said the communists operating in Macedonia, Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, Czechoslovakia, Poland, Lithuania are the same ones that have been persecuting Christians for decades, the same comrades who have for decades been responsible for mass murders and persecution. Even the KGB is still in control of affairs. Proof of this is the fact that the Russian Federation retained the hammer and sickle emblem on athletes' sports clothing during the 1992 Olympic Games in Barcelona. So this document dates from the 1990s. But the South African flag and national anthem was unacceptable during the same event. And of course, we know that the uh, Olympic Games are nothing but a communist spectacle these days, a Judeo-communist spectacle. Jean Raspail, a modern times prophet. The seer Van Rensburg was not the only one who foresaw the uncontrolled influx of blacks into the Western world. A noted French author, Jean Raspail, accurately predicted that this, and described this course of events in his sensational that's a hyphen there sensational novel Le Camp de Saints or The Camp of the Saints published in 1973 by Robert Lafont Fixeau well I'm certainly aware of that book and uh, it looks like it, it bears reading the following extract is from the publisher's note in the latest American edition published in 1995 by the Social Contract Press. Quote, The novel alternately has been praised as a clear-minded view of the future or, contrarily, vilified as racist. Individuals have even been attacked for merely being familiar with it. We are indebted to Jean Raspail for his insights into human conditions and for being 20 years ahead of his time, okay, so well well ahead of his time, all right, 30 years, because we are 30 years hence. The novel ultimately has been, okay, so in an afterword to this edition, Jean Raspail confessed, quote, I wrote The Camp of the Saints 10 years ago after one morning in 1972 at home by the shore of the Mediterranean. I had a vision. They were there, quoting, a million poor wretches. Wow. He saw the migration 
of wretches across the Mediterranean from Africa? Is that what he saw? A million poor wretches, armed only with their weakness and their numbers, overwhelmed by misery, encumbered with starving brown and black children, ready to disembark on our soil. I literally saw them, saw the major problem they presented, a problem absolutely insoluble by our present-day moral standards. To let them in would destroy us. To reject them would destroy them. During the ten months I spent writing this book, the vision never left me. I came out of it totally exhausted, almost unrecognizable even to myself. I have written the other novels since, but this one, I must say, seemed to have been dictated by an otherworldly force, by an inspiration from on high. I wouldn't dare name. <laughs> yeah, the ineffable name of Yahweh. Okay, you better be a, be a believer and not take that name in vain. So, wow, I had no idea that the Camp of the Saints predicted the migration of all of these blacks and browns and Arabians and who knows what coming from Africa. He saw it. He saw it 20 years before it happened. Only after I had finished the last chapter and reached the point of no return in the final confrontation between us and them did I wake from the horror and became myself again, he says. Since 1973, this much-talked-about novel had already sold 3 million copies worldwide. An Afrikaans translation by Noemi Morgan was published in 1990. The cover text of the Afrikaans edition makes chilling reading. By the year 2000, there will be 7,000 million on Earth, that is 7 billion, out of which only 9 billion, oh, only which 900 million will be white. So 1 billion whites versus 8, now it's 9 billion. This fact compelled the author Jean Raspail to sketch a frightening vision of the future. Quote, it is a futuristic story, but Raspail's description of thousands of blacks streaming into Europe, particularly France, to find refuge there almost reads like the front pages of today's newspapers. There you go, folks. Yahweh always reveals through his prophets, what's going to happen? How much more warning do we need? It takes place in the early future of the 1990s. About a million third world men, women, and children board dilapidated boats on the last chance armada to the white man's paradise. A peace-loving convoy who will knock on the doors of abundance and prosperity. But in addition to that, we know many once, once this uh, migration started, then uh, Rothschilds took, took advantage and started sending over military-age young blacks and Arabians to deliberately make war, rape and murder white people in Europe. And of course, the same thing is happening in America by the Democratic Party, who cross our borders daily. But the resistance against that is forming now as well, because the governor of Texas is rounding up these so-called migrants, and putting them in buses, he's uh, got a 900-bus flotilla taking these people and dropping them off in Washington, D.C., <laughs> right? And the governor of Florida is doing likewise. His uh, illegal aliens are being rounded up and sent to Delaware, Biden's home state, okay? So the resistance is forming. Because this is a repeat of the American Revolution with the Rothschilds trying to destroy us with their economic policies and now their immigration policies. Quote, their only weapons are their numbers and the sympathy they invoke, the ideal weapon. Yeah, the same thing that Jews. Oh, we poor Jews, we're refugees. We got kicked out of 39 countries. Won't you take us in? We won't harm you. It hits the fragile Western conscience. Must one give in to deep feelings of compassion and drown oneself in the process? It's quicksand, folks. Or must must one use force against mere weakness? Are we to kill these people fleeing all of the poverty and squalor of Africa and the Middle East? Are we Are we to do that? Well, our people have never been so inclined to kill 
the week. But it's going to happen anyway because of this weakness, if you want to call it a weakness, in our people. The wrath of the awakened Saxon has not yet welled up in their chests, but it will. The government is in a quandary. The moral and religious authorities are caught up in their own trap. And lastly, the nation in the grip of a storm in which our last shaky and confused Western values clash and shatter to pieces in an almost comical manner. Yeah, it has become a comedy. Where all of these European leaders, so-called, are falling all over themselves to avoid getting their heads chopped off by Rothschild. On the jacket of the English publication, the question is asked, quote, is it an allegory or a prophecy? In Raspail's apocalyptic vision, really the way in which the world will end for the white man, is it? This gripping novel will anger some readers, but nobody will be able to forget it or remain untouched. Concerning conditions in our own country, back to South Africa, the following was written, quote, This is fiction which has already become a nightmarish reality in South Africa during the 1990s, with its 30 million, now 45 million blacks, and 5 million, now 3 million, whites. So it's 10 to 1. 10 blacks to every white. And the white people of of South Africa have been supporting all these blacks through their welfare contributions, their forced taxation. And yet these blacks still hate the whites who have been clothing them, feeding them, and housing them. Third world hordes are streaming into the cities and towns. Of course, we're talking about Chinese and Indians as well. And who knows how many from northern Africa. These certainly have, uh, blacks from other countries have certainly inundated South Africa because South Africa was the only prosperous country in the whole continent. And I do not exaggerate. Already, peace is the catchphrase for every crime imaginable. Our government, even our moral and religious authorities, are capitulating. Of course, that's happening here. That's happening throughout the West because all of the churches, especially those who are 501c3, are capitulating to the international depredations of Mystery Babylon. They are part of the problem. In fact, the churches are sometimes the worst cases. The Catholic Church has been harboring illegal aliens for decades. Catholic Church is pure evil. So is Judaism, pure evil. And the Judeo churches are doing the same. Pure evil. This racist novel for which Raspail was vilified, doomed and even ridiculed at the time, is now becoming a terrifying reality. Okay, Camp of the Saints, folks, uh, get a copy. I had no idea it contained this type of prophecy. The dirty yellow horse now, Oriental forces, not Russia. The dirty yellow horse points to the Indians in our country, Indians and Chinamen, I'm sure, as well as their country of origin. In the 340-year history of South Africa, Indians have never played any significant role, but they've had a presence there. They have only now started coming to the foreground and making demands during the last decade. They have particularly established themselves in the sports arena where they blow the whistle and penalize players left, right, and center. Okay, so they have become the judges, right, in the sports arena. Uh, Interesting. And, of course, they have become what? The uh, other... the the voice on the other end of the telephone when you have a problem with your bank account or any other account, right? The Indians, okay? So, of course, they come from an entirely different culture and have no, no conception of what a, a republic, a Christian republic could possibly be. Nobody else in the world has that. Unfortunately, most white people don't have any idea what a white Christian republic is supposed to be. But uh, here we are. This is this was going on, so they have become the judges in the in the soccer games, and I guess they play rugby down there too and tennis. So, however, the emission of the boars from the stores, sports, and all other areas has only just begun. They have already been, and the same thing in France. The France national soccer team doesn't have a white player on it. 
They have already been warned no Lily White team will ever again compete internationally, for we are now living in the third world, and words such as norms, words such as norms, meant for qualifications do not exist in the vocabularies of the third worlders. No, they are entirely racist. Period. There is no such thing as fairness or justice. Their only intent is vengeance, to take over. In one of the seer's visions which was reported in the media, we get a clear prophecy of the far-reaching influence of the Indians it would have in South African society. According to somebody who was interviewed by a reporter, his family held a dinner party in Witbank. Oh, I was in Witbank. That's where we celebrated in 2014. To celebrate his great-grandfather's 99th birthday in 1963. During the meal, somebody made a remark about Bronkhorst, Spruit, a small town between Pretoria and Witbank. His great-grandfather heard the remark and wanted to know for some from some, one of the grandchildren whether the heathen temple had been built at Bronkhorst Spruit. This stunned everyone at the table, and some even laughed, as it was still during the premiership of Dr. Ferward before he was assassinated, and a very prosperous period for the conservative Afrikaner. Replying to the question where he got that notion, the old man said, quote, Seer Van Rensburg prophesied years ago that such a temple would be built at Brunkhorst before the divided born nation would unite again, unquote. Thirty years later, Dr. Henny Senecal, a retired church minister and erstwhile mayor of Bronkhorst Pruitt, proudly announced that one of the largest Buddhist temples <laughs> was being, uh, uh, another word for uh, synagogue, was being built in this same town and would become one of the greatest tourist attractions in the country. Well, I guess they're getting tourist dollars from Indians and Buddhists. It is also the first Buddhist temple on the African continent and built at a cost of 300 million rand in the suburb of Kultura Park, Braukhorspruit. The guest house, which would serve as a temporary temple, was completed in 1995 at a cost of 34 million rand while the other structure was being built. Most of the building materials and tiles were imported from Taiwan. So all the massive steel bell weighing six tons, which would be rung by 20 campanologists, bell ringers. The inside is adorned by a huge golden statue of Buddha with hundreds of smaller statues lining the walls. While the main temple was under construction, numerous marble statues and pillars stood in the garden of the guest house and which would be used to decorate the main temple. A well-known Afrikaans architectural firm was assigned to draw the building plans. There is no church complex in South Africa which is comparable to this idol temple. The Muslim influence has been increasing in this country. They regard Christians as their biggest enemies. And should a Muslim befriend a Christian, the latter is an enemy of his God, Allah. So ties of friendship are taboo. Yet, ironically, the world's largest Islamic propaganda center is situated here in Durban, South Africa. And all the stupid white liberals who talk about Islamophobia when Islam utterly enslaves women and has, there's no equality for women whatsoever under Islam. And there is no system of justice. The local imam is your judge. Uh, you, you had better run as quickly as you can from Islam, but the stupid white liberals, especially the females among the so-called Islamophobic, phobic, <laughs> double phobic, double negative here, they are really stupid, really stupid to believe these lies that Islam is a worthy religion. Okay. The Boer leaders are probably the only ones in the world who sit watching passively while foreigners who have no part of their national symbols can stand up during a news conference and announce, quote, away with your national anthem, away with your flag, unquote. Well, we're getting close to that time here in America. Black Lives Matter and Antifa are trying to get rid of all of our symbols, especially the statues of Southern generals. And northern generals, I mean, they want to get rid of the statue of George Washington, too. 
Okay, why? Because they're white. Doesn't matter which side of the Civil War they were on. They're white. Whiteness must be destroyed. As that, that Jew from Harvard, Ignatiev, stated, whiteness must be destroyed. Yet they can say these things about us without being charged with a hate crime. The Muslim influence has been increasing in this country. They regard Christians as their biggest enemies. The Boer leaders are probably the only ones in the world who sit watching passively while foreigners stand up and decry the national anthem. However, um, Nicholas' warning rings mercilessly in the ears. Quote, a second red flag emerges. The grass catches a light and spreads southwards. Then I see teams of black oxen being yoked up. They are organizing, and they look in this direction. This will be times of bloodshed, treason, fraternal quarrels, yeah, Freemasons, conflict, and uh, the denominations at each other's throats. Not to be raptured, folks. Conflict and severe tribulations and retribution. Times when the boars' hats are pulled over their eyes and their heads hang low. The spate of violence, rebellion, and revolution which has been plaguing Africa for the last 30-plus years has already spread here. It forms part of the Great Revolution which has been instigated by the communists, the Red Flag. On 2nd February 1990, we entered the final stage of capitulation to communism, and China has entered the stage of capitalization of communism where they actually have capitalism, state-sponsored capitalism, and they allow entrepreneurs to run these corporations, these communist-owned corporations, because that's the only way those corporations can be run competently, because communist bureaucrats are clueless. They don't have any incentive. They don't like to work, and all they like to do is give orders. So it's, it's really quite ironic that communist China has actually had to resort to paying capitalists, allowing them to have millions of dollars in profits while they run these corporations for the Chinese Communist Party. What an irony. What an absolute irony. But that's just more proof that only capital, true capitalism, free enterprise, not bankers' capitalism, is the only economic system that can ever produce prosperity. Okay, so let's continue. So, on 2nd February 1990, we entered the final stage of capitulation to communism, which has been very carefully orchestrated over a period of many years to prepare us for the final surrender. Are we going to surrender, Christian Israel? Next heading, we'll have to wait till next time. Spiritual leader from the Eastern Cape. I wonder who that could be. We'll find out if there has been such a leader. I'm not sure. I'm not aware of anyone from the Eastern Cape. Take care. Yahweh bless. More to come next week. Bye-bye.